0: Welcome to the Happiness Drive Success podcast, brought to you by Motivate Coaching, the multi practice for extraordinary people. Here, we discuss finding your happiness and how you can use it to drive your success. Please welcome your host, co-founder, CEO, and master of discovering happiness, Stuart Isham Fairbairns. Good day, wonderful, beautiful human beings. How are we today, my lovely friends? It's a wonderful day here in Africa. I'm here with Harlow currently climbing a hill so I'm a bit huffing and puffing I do pick my times to record don't I and I start huffing and puffing up a hill so bear with me as I take deep breaths in between the words um Eckhart Tolle talking about the silence that rests between things here's me filling it all with huffing and puffing (laughs) um it's ever present that wonderful stillness um so today I want to chat about okay so you know as i have reiterated in episode six talking about emotional happiness and i have talked about in previous podcasts where thoughts inform emotions which informs actions okay so we're all well versed with this formula if you're not um don't panic don't worry you can always go back and listen to the other podcasts another time but it's kind of self-explanatory the thoughts that you think Inform the actions that, sorry, the emotions that you feel, which informs the actions that you then perform. So it sounds simple, but it's quite complex when it's put into action or it has many applications. Um, What I want to talk about today is going something that I personally identify as the step before thoughts. So, what informs thoughts? Where are they coming from? So, many things, many ways, (laughs) many, many different directions and areas. But one thing that I think is incredibly important and allows us to, because in episode six I talk about taking control of your thoughts, but that's you know that sounds great in theory, doesn't it? But it might be quite complex and in practice, especially as we have between 40 and 60,000 thoughts a day, you know, crikey, so much of that is unconscious. It's very difficult to sort of get a grasp on it. So how do we get a grasp on any percentage of those thoughts? Well. What I like to add at the front of this formula is words. So the words we speak inform our thoughts and so forth. So if we have lots of negative speak. Now, when it comes to words, we've got two different uh, categories, if you will. We have external, which is the words we speak, and we have internal, which is the words that we have in our minds, which yes, you could call thoughts. So I realized that my my addition here is very closely linked to the formula itself. Um, with the addition of kind of giving it some just perspective to make it a bit more digestible. So if we look at the words part. What words do you speak? I don't mean the language. I mean, <laughs> although I'm sure whatever language you speak, it's beautiful or languages for you by or beyond singular. Um, linguistics linguists even sorry Um, I'm at the top of the hill now you'll be glad to hear the huffing and puffing shall hopefully get less (laughs) thanks for sticking with me obviously language comes into it but it's the words that we speak so it's more along the lines of do we speak nicely to ourselves do we speak nicely to others are we positive about how we approach language or do we tend to utilize negative language now that doesn't mean using profanity or curse words they are always good opportunities by the way for you to reflect on your own behavior because what i love to do with this formula is use it as a filter and when i first heard this thoughts um inform emotions which inform actions It was like wow that's you know amazing and my brain went immediately to um and i actually was in a i was in a webinar at the time oh fantastic you know i see how this can be used as a formula in order to identify You know different parts of the thread so who's informing what and it seemed i got sort of blank looks of confusion (laughs) back to me because it wasn't what i think other people saw it to be used as however when we discussed it and this is the power of sharing and connecting with people is that i will look at something from a different perspective from what you will and if we bring the two perspectives together we make the thing we're looking at that much more powerful because oh i can now use it that way as well that's incredible so by using it as a filter at any point whether I'm feeling an emotion or I'm performing an action or I'm thinking a thought what emotion is starting to rise up into me and if I think about it what action would I perform knowing myself what action would I perform as a result and is it something that I like or not and if it's something I don't like then okay maybe I need to have a just sit in this thought for a minute and try and change it so that it results in a feeling and an action that I do want that is productive and does serve me so it makes it quite a practical tool, which I quite, you know, I enjoy practicality and tools that I share so that you can apply them in your own life. So you can give that a try. Uh, equally, you feel an emotion. You know, what's, what's the action that comes? And if you don't like the emotion you're feeling, you can go backwards and think, what's the thought that informed it? For more on that, again, listen to episode six. When we're in the, looking at now with words, how do we start with the informing of thoughts? Is what's the language you're speaking? Now, it's very easy and tempting because there's so many sort of norms in society of, to, uh, this is a, an example to just give you a sort of automatic response. So how are you? Oh, I'm fine. No, are you fine? Did you actually think about how you're doing? I mean, equally, we don't want to bombard people. Oh, actually, I'm terrible and blah, blah. Because the reality is when people actually ask, how are you? They actually don't really want the answer. It's more of just a pleasantry. It's what we do in society to say hi to people. It's not, you know, like, how are you? Oh, I'm awful and I've had a terrible day. (laughs) Uh, Oh, gosh. Oh, crikey. What have I brought on myself here? Quick, where's the therapist's couch? But the reality is, if any of us answered that question, honestly, it wouldn't just be, I'm fine. But it's because we understand that our problems are not, you know, not everyone wants to listen to all of our issues. And that's why it's important for us to have social groups and support groups. So again, I come back to with the sharing of perspectives we were talking about just now. Similarly, These groups can be really powerful to share when you're feeling low or down or just have support. And all of us need that. Every single one of us need that. I'm sure when I was talking just now about the, how are you, I'm fine. Every single one of you can get that. Whatever language you speak, we all have these pleasantries. So it's similarly in that commonality which we share, we also share the need for connection, support, love and belonging. And these are so important. So, if you don't have a support group of any kind, you don't have a pe- have people that you meet up with and share. Whether it be from, it doesn't necessarily have to cover every aspect of your life, but somewhere where you can be open and honest about things. I personally have a weekly group that I meet together with. We are a effectively a support uh, it's around business and coaching. It's a it's a developmental personal development group, um, which we established ourselves, and it's all about. You know, talking about how business is going, how life is going, sharing concepts that we've learnt in the last week. So, and here we are, learning and teaching. This, there's great ways for you to have that support, and it's really important. So, what what you can actually do is, if you do have a support group, is talk about the language you guys use. Now, it doesn't have to be necessarily inside the group as you're talking to each other, although that may well be very relevant. But further, it can be the language that you just you guys use on a daily basis. So it might be that you actually go into public situations and you're, you use great language. And externally, you're you know, very positive and upbeat and you, know, you find the, the positive, but then inside yourself, you're very negative. That situation I've just mentioned is probably the minority because it's very hard to have two different languages going on. One very much informs the other. The one, the big, varying factor is that, and I'm sure that every single one of you, I'll be amazed if there's anyone out there that can't relate to this, is that we are much harder on ourselves than we are others around us. So if you're talking to friends, there's an element of respect there that we often show to others that we don't show ourselves. Here's an example for you, first one that came to my head. Bob is getting on the bus and is carrying two coffees and slips and one coffee falls and splashes all over the floor you're going to jump up and help bob your friend sort it all out and then afterwards when you sit down you're not going to berate bob for dropping your coffee on the ground you're going to be like it's fine don't worry about it it's, you know scrambled, it's just a coffee we'll get another one however in that same moment bob could very easily be thinking oh i'm so clumsy what's wrong with me now my friend doesn't have a coffee and here I sit and or I'm going to give them my coffee because I spilled this one now I don't have a coffee and I know I get so grumpy and I'm terrible at my meetings and I haven't had have my coffee and, and 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 let the beatings begin I mean it's we all do it to ourselves and that's it's such a crazy situation but we all do it it's so common so catching yourself and listening to the language that you use on yourself and in the world is really important. I'm pretty sure we can all affiliate with Bob there and that feeling of beating himself up because of having spilled the coffee. But it was just a coffee. And if you put yourself in the mind of you in that story, where you were thinking, this is absolutely fine, it's just a coffee. When something like that happens, what's the difference between your psychology and Bob's psychology? What's the difference between your your experience of that event and Bob's experience of that event? Nothing. The only thing is that Bob was, in his mind, the owner of that moment, the instigator of the issue, and you were the witness. But why would that mean that that you should be beaten up? What does it mean? I mean, we're, we're probably, and I'm just assuming here, depending on the individual, depending on Bob's current situation, Bob's blaming himself because he shouldn't have been so clumsy. He shouldn't have been so silly. He should have been able to get on the bus quite easily and carry both the coffees. But hold on a minute. You're human. The bus is a thing that moves by design. <laughs> you know, you have arms and legs and, you know, all of these things moves and there's variables and then we've got balance and I mean, so many things to think of. It's really not that big a deal, and yet that could absolutely ruin Bob's day. Equally, your reaction of being, ah, oh, it's absolutely fine, don't worry about it. Listen, it happened to me, it's just such an easy thing. You know, you could easily turn it around and Bob could have a great day and actually you could both laugh about it and change it around. But how often does that happen for us? I think the former situation is much more the more common, which is Bob will spend the day beating himself up. You won't even think about it. It doesn't matter, it just happened. On you go. But what was the difference? So what I want you to do is have a think about your psychological self-language. What is it you're saying to yourself in situations when you're in Bob's shoes and something like that happens? Are you beating yourself up? Okay, well, hold on a minute. Why not choose the words that you want to say to yourself? So trying to control the thoughts? Absolutely, but hard, because often thoughts can move, much like I talk about in podcast episode 6, it's like a motorway. And the cars are driving, you're standing at the side of the motorway and watching the cars, and they're driving so fast they're just a blur. So it's very hard to pick out the individual cars. So as I talk about in that podcast, it's about slowing it down so you can see the individual cars, because the blurs between the cars is actually not real. It's actually just white noise, if you will. It's It's just crazy static that's going on that just makes it look like it's completely blurred. But a good way that I use to be able to help that slowing down and sort of removal of the white noise or the static in between is by reprogramming the words because I think if we sit and stare at the cars it's very hard to pick them out because it's just it's just discombobulating because they're just zipping along so a way to move from where you are positively forward as opposed to moving from where you are reflecting back is to look at the words that you're using so change it from ah me stuart you're so <laughs> that's my name stuart you're so you're so silly for for spilling that coffee what were you thinking you're so clumsy no one can trust you oh this reminds me of that time you did that thing wrong and then this whole these the things are spinning around your mind so stop and go actually it could have happened to anybody it's just a coffee and It was that time when I actually was out doing the trampolining or I was on the tightrope and my balance was incredible. So here I am beating myself up for that moment with balance on the bus, when actually I know I'm great at balance. It was just a moment that happened. It doesn't define you. It doesn't change who you are. It doesn't mean that you're now going to drop coffee every time you pick one up. Obviously embarrassment is a big one. That's one that really puts us into negative spirals. But really, is it really worth it? Because it's going to ruin your day. Feeling embarrassment in the moment, I think that's perfectly natural, but you can turn it around. So, negative self-talk. Often I hear about this. For me, I find people talk about change your thoughts, but it's hard to change your thoughts. I mean, it's like stop a thought in its tracks. If it's driving at 120 kilometers or 70, 80 miles an hour down the motorway, stopping it is difficult, as we all know when we're driving a car. Same with a thought. So I find if I take the individual words and think of to myself, what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to look at a car and identify the words in it. I'm just literally looking at the words that I'm saying to myself in my mind and try and turn them to positive. Even and how whatever your methodology needs to be, you can write them down. That can often often be quite powerful because if you write down these things, what that does is it allows your mind to look at it from another perspective. Now, when you write it down, don't write it in some mean, facetious way you're trying to write it down in such a way that you can look at it so it's um you know you can start off by saying what uh, what I'm saying to myself at the moment you're so silly you can't hold the coffee and then if you just look back at that it's like well think of all the times that you have held a coffee and it's been absolutely fine right uh, you know this is ridiculous of course that's not real that's not true If I allow this thought to continue in my mind, it's going to turn into an emotion, which no doubt when you look at it, you're going to feel that emotion inside of yourself, which might be shame. It might be embarrassment. What action is going to come out of that? What do you think will be your action? It's most likely going to be something defensive, isn't it? Or negative. You might, depending on your personality, you might reach out. You might be aggressive, you know, and and is that going to serve you? Is that going to help? So if you were to go the other way and you go, okay, I recognize this thought in that I'm thinking, I recognize the emotion, right, how do I stop this here and go back to change the thought so I can have a different emotion? So now you go, okay, yes, as we were just discussing, I've carried coffee many times. I know I can do it. It's awesome. Look, I'm going to make one right now and carry it to the carry it to the table. And you do it and it's absolutely fine. I said, okay, well, actually, I can feel proud of myself as a Competent coffee carrier. I am a CCC, folks. <laughs> but you get the point. So now you've reprogrammed it and you can feel proud of yourself. If you really need to, I'm sure you've heard of standing in the Superman pose, which is where you, when you need some confidence, is actually stand, or Superwoman, of course, is stand with your arms at your hips and your chest puffed out and your back straight. And imagine you've got a big cape on and you're wearing your superhero's uniform and you've just saved the world and that look up to the sky and feel strong and studies have shown that by standing in that pose for a period of time actually does make us feel more confident it rises our our happiness levels you can read about that in a great book called the happiness advantage by sean Aker. really really good book so there you have it ladies and gents that's it for today take control of your words that you're sharing with yourself and you're sharing with others because you can have such an impact on others as with with bob on the bus you can really turn that situation around and equally bob has the opportunity to turn the situation around for himself have a think about your language ladies and gentlemen i love you all very much thank you so much for listening as always please join the conversation on the facebook page it is facebook.com forward slash join your happy place it's facebook.com forward slash join your happy place come and find us Come and join in the chat. Lots of great stuff on there for you to enjoy. People sharing their stories, their experiences. Come and share yours. And it's all just about us becoming happier so that we can find more success in our lives. Remember, happiness is a place to come from, not a place to go to. Much like a goal, you've got to come from it. And again, if you want to learn more about that, please listen to the previous podcasts. By all means, get in touch with me. Come and join us on the Facebook page You can check out, if you want to get in touch with me, obviously the Facebook page, but also you can come to the Motivate Coaching website, www.motivate-coaching.com. Ladies and gentlemen, have a top banana day. Thanks so much for listening. If you're interested in learning more, go to the Motivate website at www.motivate-coaching.com. If you'd like to get in touch with Stuart directly, you can get him at Stuart, spell S-T-U-A-R-T, at motivate-coaching.com. Thanks so much for joining us. And remember, your happiness drives your success. See you next time, folks.